This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 690, Five British Phrases That Most Americans Don't Know, with Dan from English Across the Pond. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, downloaded more than 34 million times. We believe in connection, not perfection, with your American hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Michelle Kaplan, the New York radio girl. Coming to you from Boston and New York City, USA. And to instantly download your transcript from today's episode, go to allearsenglish.com forward slash transcripts, allearsenglish.com forward slash T-R-A-N-S-C-R-I-P-T-S. Today, we have a guest on the show. Our guest today is Dan. He's from England, and he's been teaching English for more than 20 years in both Asia and Europe. He recently started the new podcast called English Across the Pond with his American co-host, Jennifer. Now, let's meet Dan. There are five natural phrases that British people use, but most Americans have never heard of. Find out what they are and how to use them to get closer to locals in England today. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, Dan, welcome to All Ears English. How are you doing today? I have been better. Got a little bit of a cold, but it's fantastic to meet you, Lindsay. I'm really happy to be here on All Ears English. How are you? Well, thanks, Dan. Glad you're here. And that makes two of us. We are both a little bit oh. sick. We both come down with something. What is it? The winter time? Where are you based, Dan? I'm in the north of England. And yeah, it's pretty cold, pretty wet at the moment, you know, still winter. So there's a lot of people with coughs and colds and things like that. Is it the same? Yeah, for you? I hear that. Oh, it's the same. I'm here in Boston, one of the coldest cities in the US. And yeah, I just took a trip to Peru and I got sick there hiking the Inca Trail. So but just on the tail end of it here, I'm recovering. So we're going to Give our listeners an awesome show today. And what are we actually going to talk about today, Dan? We're happy to have you on the show. And you are from England, and I'm from the States, so we have something to talk about here. Yeah, I thought it'd be really good fun if we thought about some vocabulary, some words that British people use and American people don't use. So some British words and expressions. What do you think? Yeah, I love that. I love that. I mean, it's so important to know these different words. And one question, do you think that when students are just learning, just getting started learning English, Mm -hmm. do you think that they should focus in on learning one particular kind of English? Should they learn British English or American English? Or should they combine both? I think early on, it really doesn't make any difference. And I was talking about this today that um, I think students get sort of hung up on whether they should learn British English or American English. But for us as native speakers, I don't really mind. I can understand you perfectly. I think you can understand me, Lindsay. I can, so far. (laughs) (laughs) So actually, I don't think it is as important as some learners of English 
believe it to be. And much more important is getting a big vocabulary base or getting mm -hmm. accurate grammar or getting more fluent. So exactly. You agree? Exactly. I agree with you, Dan. I think you're right. And I think the most, the ultimately the most important thing that we believe here at All Ears English is that you connect through the language in any given situation or conversation. It's just like when I, when I went to Peru last week, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I may have learned Spanish with someone from Spain or in Argentina, but I went to Peru and I used my Spanish and I made some cool connections. And that's Fantastic. the point, yeah, right? Yeah. Even though they don't have all the same vocabulary words, maybe there were a few situations where I said something weird, but yeah. that's okay. We still connected yeah yeah and um you know a language it's a means of communication above all else so yeah i totally agree with you and if you can get your point across accurately then that's fine but if you can only just get your point across and be understood that's also fine because you're communicating love it okay so then let's just dive into it dan Beautiful. so what are i think you said you had about five words that you know that british people use and over here in the united states we don't use and we don't know so what is the first one well, the first one is, I love this word. It's so much fun. And the word is minging. <laughs> that sounds very strange to me. <laughs> I, I have never, it, I mean, you did send these words to me in advance, but before then, I had never heard this or seen it written anywhere. I'm so happy to hear that, Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, we say like minging, you know, that when we're speaking like quickly, we don't say minging, we normally miss off that last G. So it turns out as, you know, it's pronounced as minging. And what it means is if something is really disgusting or gross. So if you saw something that was really made your stomach turn over, made you feel mm -hmm. sick, you would say like, oh, minging. Like oh, that. my gosh. So it's kind of an adjective. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So what what is something that you would describe as minging, something recently that you saw in the last couple of weeks, maybe? Anything come to mind? Well, I did say it was something pretty disgusting. So are you ready for a pretty disgusting example? I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw, this is a true story. I saw a lady in the supermarket, like in front of me in the queue in standing in the line. And she, first of all, put her finger in her nose. And okay. then she put that <laughs> finger in her mouth. <laughs> in other words, she was picking her nose and eating it. She in was the picking her nose line. and eating it. And you know what I thought to myself? Minging. What? <laughs> uh, and I think I think in America you'd say would you say gross would that be like the yeah that's that's what I would say oh that's gross that's disgusting I would say that's revolting yeah yeah um, but that's even stronger um, that's yeah. quite strong uh, so yeah just cringeworthy maybe <laughs> yeah so minging is something that's a bit more to do with like kind of like disgusting like sort of um, okay. it makes you feel sick rather than being like just awkward or strange it's something that we say like makes your stomach turn or something like okay that. all right that's great it makes me think a little bit of the bathrooms on the Inca Trail at the very top <laughs> of the <laughs> the very top of the mountain at 14,000 feet that was tricky I gotta tell you but <laughs> hey that's what travel is all about is these minging experiences <laughs> once in a while. I can't believe you're using the new vocabulary already. <laughs> okay. So Perfect. minging, that's our first one. That's awesome, yeah, yeah. Dan. So what's number two? Give us another. We're, we're enjoying this. I the, like this. The second one is actually what we're doing now. And it's a it's a compound, uh, a compound noun. And the first half of the word is chin, like, you know, the front of your face, your jaw, your chin. Yep. And the second half is a wag. And it's oh wag, gosh. kind of like, like a duck, which is means 
to move backwards and forwards. And we use wag, of course, with a dog's tail. Wow. And this means to do what? Chat. <laughs> huh. Interesting. So are these words coming from Northern England? No, or are no. they Are they used in London too? Everywhere. All over England? Yeah, Everywhere. Yeah. Wow. I've been living like in a, under a rock or something, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> You've just not, you see, you went to Peru instead of coming to like London. That's yeah. <laughs> Right. Okay. So chin wag, is that right? Yeah. But um, you have to try and say it like it's a normal word, like chin wag. Chin wag. Yeah, chin wag. Chin yeah. wag. So it's a verb. Yeah. And right? guess what we're doing? We're chatting. We're chin wagging. Chin wagging. Right? Yeah. Oh. And chin, chin wagging, it's informal. I think, all, I think all of these expressions are informal. So we're just having a chat. Maybe if you meet with your friend and you're talking about what's been going on, then you have, well, maybe having a coffee and you have a chin wag. Okay. Okay. So I see it can be used in that way to have a chin wag or yeah. to chin wag as kind of an active verb. Can a it be noun used that way and a verb. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, very interesting. I yeah, love it. Yeah. And so you said this is informal. It's kind of casual. Yeah. So, but would you use it in more formal situations or not so much? It would depend who you're talking to. I mean, like in written English, you wouldn't use it unless, of course, you know, it was sort sure. of speech, but you would use it um, with friends or, I mean, maybe in a formal situation like a job interview, it would depend on who was interviewing you for the job. You know, so. <laughs> okay, this is great. So far, we're two for two in terms of words that I don't know. So I'm pretty <laughs> sure a lot of our listeners are probably not going to know them either. So this is Perfect. great, guys. You should really be listening up today, taking notes, writing down these words to add a little bit of color to your vocabulary. You know, that's the fun part about language. I think language can be creative if we add fun words like these. So very cool. Well, um, these words, I think that if you could, if you're in the UK and you yeah. could get some of these into your conversation, You'd sound so much like a native speaker and it will be so interesting for us, you know, the English or, you know, the UK people to hear these expressions. And also, of course, if you use them in the US, it would be totally fascinating because yeah. people would be so curious as to how you knew these expressions. So they are fun, but I think they're really useful too. Yeah. And they're also, it makes me think of the IELTS exam too, right? I mean, we always say that students who are able to use, especially in speaking part one, casual yeah. words, but that are different from what other students use, not the casual words that every other student is trying to use. You need to stand out to get that seven or higher, right, Dan? Well, I think these expressions would probably blow the examiner's mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Automatic seven. Yeah. Got it. Number three. <laughs> okay. What's well, number three? Do you feel lost when you try to speak to real Americans using native English? Do you feel like you can't understand every word they're saying and therefore you can't participate in that conversation? Well, we're offering you a free video lesson to help you understand a natural American English speaker from Texas. Get started with our free video lesson by going to allearsenglish.com forward slash adventure. That's allearsenglish.com forward slash adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Number three is, uh, it's an expression uh, that you use to describe somebody and it is 
as thick as two short planks. Okay. <laughs> and Ooh. a plank is a piece of wood and two short planks. And thick, you know, thick can all already be like, you know, associated with stupid. And if right. someone is as thick as two short planks, then they do something. Maybe this person actually isn't really stupid, but they do something that's stupid. Um, mm. They drop their drink or they fall over. And then you yeah. can say like, as thick as two short planks. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's a nice expression. That's so funny. Yeah, and again, this is another one that we don't have. I mean, we have other ways of saying that someone is stupid, but I think in the U.S. we have a, a slightly more maybe politically correct culture. I guess it depends on yeah. who you're talking to and talking about. Um, but I remember when I was growing up, we had the word dense as meaning yeah, to yeah, be yeah. stupid. Yeah, but yeah. we don't use that anymore. Do you use that in England? Dense? The yeah, there, dense? You know, what you're alluding to, like, you know, political correctness and as times change, it's funny, we, I was talking again today, you you know, another, really, it's a true story about like, someone used the word cretin. Do you know that word cretin? No. It, it's really like, it means somebody who's stupid, but also like, maybe like mentally not quite, you know. Oh, okay. Okay, and so handicapped. It's, yeah. So it's a really like, it's something we maybe used as kids, but we, we don't use it anymore. But thick as two short planks, you use it sarcastically. Okay, so it's just kind of fun. I mean, I know that in England, you guys have a really great sense of humor often. You know, there's a whole humor culture in the British English language that's quite yeah. different from here, too. So I could see how this would fit in in a sarcastic sense. We are extremely sarcastic, which can yeah. be confusing for some people. But obviously, if we're speaking with other native speakers, with other English speakers, we get it, but it can be very confusing. I have to be careful as a teacher not to use sarcasm too much because it's not fair because you're, you're saying something in English that you don't really mean. So you have to be careful with sarcasm. Yes, you do. <laughs> this is great. All right. <laughs> yeah, so that's cool. number three. And what's number four? Do we have a fourth here? You, we do. You might know this and it's, mm -hmm. um, I'll give you, a, I'll give you an example and see if you can guess. So, um, it's great chatting with you today, Lindsay. I'll give you a bell over the weekend. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it sounds like maybe you'll give me a call. You'll Yay! call me. Is that right? Ding, ding, you're, ding. You're, you're getting Correct. more British by the minute. Oh, yeah, I feel very <laughs> British. <laughs> uh, so yeah. um, Do you good. say that, though? No. Well, we, we might say I'll give you a ring, but we don't say I'll give you a bell. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, okay. So that's interesting, huh? Yeah, so yeah. Funny. And obviously, literally, you're not handing anybody a bell. It's the idea of the old the old telephone that has a bell inside. Yeah. Inside. Oh, wow. Very historical. I mean, we might also say in the States, just I'll give you a call, right? Just yeah, yeah, sure. in a more kind of standard way. But give you a bell. Okay. Also, casual again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very informal. Okay, cool. um, and it's the kind of thing where like, actually, if you were finishing a job interview, you know, to think of a formal scenario and you said to the guy or to the, to the lady, I'll give you a bell or remember to give me a bell, that would be too informal. It really is for okay. spoken English with your friends or, you know, with oh, your relatives or something like that. Good. That's important to know. And yeah, we can't emphasize enough the way that using these phrases uh, in the native culture, in British English culture, would really bring you closer to people, bring totally. you to that connection, guys. So take yeah. this seriously, right? It's not just all about what you read in your textbook. Your textbook, as we always say, will not get you to connection, which is what we want, right? As human beings, we want to connect with other humans. And these words will help you do it. Yeah. And, um, you know, just to add to what you've said that as, as I sort of alluded to earlier, if you could use some of these expressions, it would sort of like, 
I think British people would have respect for you. And as you said, yeah. they'd feel more connected to you, particularly okay. being as you'd made the effort to dig out and find out and remember and use these very British phrases. Yeah, it's huge. We can't underestimate how much power that can have. I yeah, love that. Really. Yeah, yeah. Okay. How about what? How about a fifth one? One last one to finish yeah, up today. Yeah, gorgeous. And we'll finish on a positive one. And okay. the positive one is we started off, you know, with minging, so we're going to end up <laughs> with something a lot more polite and a lot more okay. optimistic. And it's hunky dory. I like that. I like great, that. isn't it? Yeah. No, that's great. That's so funny because so how do you spell that in British English? H-U-N-K-Y hyphen or dash and D-O-R-Y, hunky-dory. Interesting. Of course, it's only something that we would be saying. We wouldn't really be writing it. But so we do have this. When I was a kid, I remember saying it, but I used to say hunky-dory. I may have been saying it wrong, though, or maybe, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) We say hunky-dory. Hunky dory. Interesting. Okay. And we should just go over like exactly what it means. And I'll give you a sentence. This Mm -hmm. is how you would drop it in a sentence. My sister and her boyfriend had a huge row and she was going to move out, but they've talked it over and now everything is hunky dory again. Mm -hmm. So it means that everything is fine again or there's no problem. We use it a lot with like everything is hunky dory and it means everything is fine and there are no problems. Yeah, everything is A-okay. Okay, I like that. I like that. Very good. Yeah, again, super common, useful in the U.S. I suppose in the U.S., I mean, nowadays I don't hear it anymore as much. Ah, yeah. Um, yeah. But back in the day, back in the 90s, I used to hear it a lot. So I don't know. It's interesting. Sometimes phrases have their decade or have their, you know, period of time and then they go out of style too, depending on the country. And yeah, Yeah. it's good that you've said that just to say to our listeners that um, all of these phrases, as strange as they may sound, they are real phrases. People use them every day. And actually it adds color to your language if you use these phrases. So people are more likely to gravitate to you if you use use these phrases. So people don't think you're strange if you say these things. They think you're interesting if you say these things. Yeah, guys. So take that extra effort. Go back, listen to today's episode again, write these down and go out into the world if you're living in England and try to explore, try to use them, experiment, right? Experimenting is the only way we can start to use them. I love that, Dan. That's fantastic. Thank you for uh, bringing these phrases over to the show today. We really appreciate that. It's nice to bring Britain and the US a little closer together. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So if our listeners want to know where to find you online or want to check out your podcast, where should they go? And what is it that you're working on online for our listeners? What are you doing? Yeah, thanks. Um, Our podcast is called EnglishAcrossThePond.com. The pond is the Atlantic Ocean because my podcast partner is an American just like you, Lindsay. Mm-hmm. So Great. we, our mantra, our sort of ethos is chat, fun, and language improvement. And we post shows every Friday at our website, englishacrossthepond.com. Cool. All right, guys. So I encourage you to go over there, check out what they're doing, maybe subscribe to their show Perfect. if you liked today's guest episode. And this has been good, Dan. Thanks for coming it's on. Really and we nice hope to, to have you on. It's been a pleasure. It's been fun. We hope to have you on the show again soon. I'd love that. We can do some more. You can become even more British. (laughs) Sounds good. (laughs) All right. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye, guys. Take care. Bye. Bye. 
Thanks so much for listening to All Ears English. And if you need a seven or higher on your IELTS exam to achieve your life vision, then our insider method can get you there. Start with our free video series masterclass. Get video one now at allearsenglish.com forward slash I-N-S-I-D-E-R. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, then subscribe to our show on your phone or on your computer. See you next time. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.